slate. So let's recap my lineup here really quick. Uh, first, let's go over the one lineup that I avoided an injury or ejection all weekend. Every other slate I played either had an injury or an ejection. Last night, the only, the only uh, slate that I avoided that was the showdown slate. Almost took it down, finishing fourth place. So that was nice to basically break even and cover uh, the losses for the injuries and for the jaw ejection. Uh, and then tonight, I get two players injured and still cash. Nas Reed injured. Austin Reeves injured. Still cash in tournaments of two injuries. Just want one slate. I just want one slate. But um, all right, let's talk about a couple things here. I don't really like you know patting myself on the back, but I do want to mention this: the Chris Boucher Hernan Gomez um, thing. We I covered this a lot in the stream. Like if you're on Patreon and in the live stream today, I probably talked about this for like 15 minutes. How I thought the field was way way overconfident in Hernan Gomez. Um, and I was looking at the ownership, and I was like, why is everyone so confident in Hernan Gomez and no one's playing Chris Boucher? When here's my thought process, right? And this is where you can be a successful GBP player, is you identify spots where the field is overconfident, right? I thought the field was overconfident in Hernan Gomez because the 41 minutes he played last game, but previous to that, he was like out of the rotation. My whole breakdown of it was, I knew Van Fleet was going to play huge minutes. I knew Siakam was going to play huge minutes. I knew Scotty Barnes was going to play huge I was like, literally, don't know what's going to happen with the rest of the rotation. I think they're going to go with the hot hand. That's kind of what they've done this year. So after, if everyone's just going to assume it's going to be Hernan Gomez, I'm going to go to Boucher, right? I told everyone, I was like, Boucher is a good point for minute guy. If he finds his way in more minutes like he did tonight, he could break the slate. So I leveraged the field. 50% of people went to Hernan Gomez. I went to a 1% Boucher. Hernan Gomez is a massive bust. Boucher smash. Now, you know, that was like best case scenario, right? Um, Hernan Gomez could have very easily had a good game. But the whole point I'm trying to make is the field is way too overconfident in that spot. I identified that. Um, so, yeah, again, if you're in the Patreon live stream, you would not hear me shut up about, uh, you know, Boucher versus Hernan Gomez and how I thought Boucher was a great pivot off of Hernan Gomez. But, um, yeah, the rest of my lineup, Van Fleet, random blowout, um, Minnesota, so this is a little bit tricky. I was hoping that DeAndre Russell was going to be out. He ended up playing. And I was like messing with swaps. I couldn't really get to anything I liked. There wasn't a lot of other spend-ups left. Like I already had LeBron and Thomas Bryant. I knew we were going to play. I knew I was going to play. So I ended up just sticking with it. I pivoted off the McDaniels. I had McDaniels in my small forward spot. I pivoted off him to Reeves. Obviously, that cost me a bit because McDaniels, I think, finished with 38. But uh, yeah, guys, so that is the recap of everything. Uh, again, injuries or ejection every single slate. So maybe, just maybe, we can avoid it on this nine-game slate. So we'll start off with Utah and Cleveland. Colin Sexton's out. Uh, Kelly Olynyk is questionable. If Kelly Olynyk misses, I would assume they start Walker, Kex Walker Kessler, especially against a big front court. So he would probably be the guy that stands out the most to me. Good part per minute. My only concern would be potential foul trouble. So if Olenek's out, uh, I would guess Kessler starts again. I think it'd be a pretty good value play. As far as the rest of the Jazz go, I mean, you got a revenge game narrative for Laurie Markkinen. He's fine for GBPs. Clarkson, we know the ceiling's there. Beasley feels priced about right. Vanderbilt still does not playing a ton of minutes, right? That's that's the 
issue. Mike Conley's been pretty bad since coming back, um, but he's relatively cheap. Yeah, not a lot of standout things other than I think, again, Kessler looks really good if Olenek is out. If Olenek's in, there's not a ton that I really like in Utah. We've gone to the Cleveland side. So Cleveland, nothing really important here other than Lamar Stevens and Dean Wade out. So at the top, I think Donovan Mitchell, probably my favorite of the spend-up Cavs. But just because I think he has you know the highest ceiling, it is a pretty good matchup as well against Utah. So I do have some interest in Mitchell. Garland, Mobley, and Allen are kind of just there. If you want to get to any of those guys, that's totally fine. But there's no standouts there. Um, Lavert at 4.6K should play you know, 25, 30 minutes off the bench. He played 38 minutes last game and went for nine fancy points, which is wild. But yeah, he's more of a secondary value. And Kevin Love is still really cheap, but the minutes are just not there. He's going to break the slate soon, though, if his price stays below 4K. Because if you get the 25-minute Kevin Love game at this price... Right, he can go for like 35 fancy points. So he's still uh, definitely viable for GBPs. Chetty Osmond's 3-1. You know, the minutes are just still not great, even with Lamar Stevens and uh, Dean Wade out. All right, Toronto and Philadelphia. So with Toronto, again, here we go, right? This is what we know of Toronto. Jockham, Manfleet, and Scotty Barnes are going to play a ton. Against Philadelphia, not necessarily the best matchup, but all three have a ceiling. I think the safest probably would be Van Fleet of this group. Just because, you know, Siakam... Uh, could be matched up at times with Embiid. I would guess they start probably Coloco, though. So um, maybe he won't be matched up with him a, a ton. But still, it always worries me. Uh, center's going up against Embiid. Um, Gary Trent Jr. will keep an eye if he plays. If he plays, he's going to downgrade the value. If he misses, uh, so Hernan Gomez has started the previous two games. Uh, again, he played 41 minutes two games ago, only 23 minutes last game. Um, so if he starts in, he's a fair value play. They started Coloco as well. I've been playing about 20 minutes. He's not been great, though. The guy that I do like uh, for GBPs, once again, would be Boucher. Now, probably not going to get him at 1% ownership after he went for uh, 29 fancy points in 25 minutes, but still a guy that intrigues me. We'll see if the ownership comes in on those guys. Malachi Flynn saw some rotation minutes. Um, played, is that right? He played 37 minutes? Hmm. Doesn't seem right. I was like, well, 3.1K, if there is no Gary Trent Jr., you can consider Malachi Flynn. Still, though, not super confident those minutes will be there again. I'm moving on to Philadelphia. So still no Maxi. Uh, Embiid, Harden, they're both solid plays at the top. Um, I think I give the edge to Embiid, but um, if I had to pick you know, between the two, straight up. But Harden uh, might be a little bit easier to get to since he's got shooting guard eligibility. So like the two main guys there for Philly, the rest are kind of secondary plays with Harris and DeAnthony Melton. Shake Milton off the bench is relatively cheap, but uh, probably not uh, going to go there in this one. Orlando and Atlanta. So Orlando, I mean, still more of a tournament team for me. I like the ceiling on Bancaro. I like the ceiling on Franz Wagner. You know, Mo Wagner has had his big games. Bull Bull has as well, but his minutes are kind of up and down. Anthony and Fultz have been very up and down. So it's like no one I really trust on this team. So I would say all more tournament plays, but I do like the matchup. Uh, again, point per dollar, Markel Fultz might be my favorite just because he is a guy that does have this type of ceiling. Um, but again, he's been very, very up and down. So basically my, my breakdown is I have interest in all like the main magic, but I think they're all more tournament plays. Mo Bamba, playable off the bench as well at 4.4. Moving on to Atlanta. So the big news here is Murray and Collins, both questionable. If they are both in, there's really nothing that stands out for Atlanta. If they're both out, then, you know, Trey Young's going to look pretty good at the top. He's going to run the show offensively. Bogdanovich would start most likely to play over 30 minutes. He'd be a decent play in the mid-range. 
Um, we know Capella is still out. So either way, I guess Okongu is still a solid play. Dealt with some foul trouble last game, but um, he's still a solid play either way. And then, yeah, I don't really know if I can get to anyone else again. Kaminsky played well as the backup five, but the game did blow out. If you wanted to take a dart throw on him in GPPs, you can. I think you'd probably get like a 30-18 split or something like that minutes-wise. Portland and Oklahoma City. So Grant and Hart both probable. Um, or Nurkic and Hart both probable. Grant is questionable. Last game, Grant missed. They started Justice Winslow. Um, played him 28 minutes. So if there's no Jeremy Grant, I think Winslow's a pretty good value at 3-6. Um, Dame, like the ceiling at 10-7. Um, Nurkic feels priced about right. His minutes has kind of been disappointing of late. Not a ton else that stands out for me in Portland. This team. Don't want to do it. Don't want deal with this tomorrow. Right? This is the last thing I want to deal with. But unfortunately, we have to because Shea and Giddy are out as well as Jerry. So. In. In. Oh, I don't want man. All right, I'll do my best to break it down, but really, they're going to play everything. So last game, they had 11 available players. They played every single one. Um, I think that happens again. No really lock for anyone, big minutes. So like starters, you feel a little bit better about, but still they can get screwed minutes-wise. We've seen that all year for the Thunder, so... All right, Lou Dort, 5-5, probably the guy I feel the best about minutes-wise. Like, I would think you see around 30 minutes from Lou Dort in competitive game. He does more offensively, obviously, with Giddy and SGA out. So I think he looks like a solid play there in the mid-range. Jalen Williams, the guard, makes for an intriguing play, I think. He was relatively popular last night, was awful, 0 of 8 shooting. But you have to have short-term memory in DFS. He still played 30 minutes. He's still a guy that, you know... Relatively high usage with those two guys out of the court. So I do have interest in Jalen Williams. I got an interesting bounce back candidate. Pogoshevsky started, still only played 22 minutes, did deal with some foul trouble, did go to the locker room as well. So he's a good point per minute guy, but still, he has gotten benched many times this year. Henrich Williams came back off the bench and played 32 minutes, but he could very easily just play like 10 minutes off the bench. Um, Isaiah Joe started, dealt with a bit of foul trouble, played 26 minutes. Um, He's definitely solid uh, value. Assume he starts again. Great man. I thought he would start, but he came off the bench, only played 18 minutes, was decent in that time. Aaron Wiggins had a solid game off the bench. Eugene Amorie started, but only played 16 minutes. The other Jalen Williams uh, got some rotation minutes. Like Muscala got some rotation minutes. It's just, ugh. It's not going to be fun. But unfortunately, we're probably going to have to play some Thunder tomorrow. All right, moving on to the Bucks. So Middleton is out. I think Joe Ingles is getting close or set to make his debut. Okay. Um, I don't think he's going to play big minutes, but um, definitely, you know, hurts the value here for Milwaukee. I'm mainly just interested in the top end guys. Giannis, Drew, Portis, decent matchup. Um, I don't think there's any standouts. Like, I feel like they're all priced about right. But if you wanted to go to any of those three um, against the Pelicans, that's totally fine. It's just like, other than that, mm-hmm. Maybe a dart throw on Grayson Allen and hope he hits the shots, but um, not much else that I like. On the Pelican side, so no Ingram still. Larry Nance, questionable too. That's pretty significant. 
If Larry Nance is out, I do think you get a minutes bump for JV, and then you probably see Hernan Gomez in the rotation at the Flatman price backing him up. Um, Zion, CJ, they should run the offense. Um, you know, Zion kind of had a quiet game last game, but still put up 46 fancy points. CJ McCollum had a decent game. He's been playing better of late, 40-plus fancy points now in three of the last four games. Those are the two guys that are going to run the show. Jonas Valanciunas um, did play 26 minutes now, back-to-back games. He's been relatively disappointing in those minutes. So if you continue to give JB 26 minutes, he is not a 5.1K player, right? So I like JB here, and I do think if Nance is out, I feel a little bit better about his minutes. Um, the rest, like these like wings are all look pretty similar with like Murphy and Herb Jones starting. You can take shots in Marshall or Daniels off the bench, but there's no priorities. Dallas and Minnesota. So Tim Hardaway Jr. questionable. Luka Doncic questionable. Maxi Kleba, Josh Green out. Dwight Powell status up in there as well. So kind of hard to talk about. Um, last game with like everyone out, we had the, the Kemba, vintage Kemba game. He went off. Um, but yeah, if Luka and Hardaway are both out, I would think you get a starting lineup of Dinwiddie, Bullock, Finney Smith. Um, Christian Wood. I don't know who the fifth. I mean, I don't know if they'd want to start. I mean, I guess they could start Kemba and Dinwiddie together. Hmm. Yeah, that'd be that'd be interesting. Like if, if Hardaway and, and Luca are out, like what would the starting lineup be? But um, yeah, so if Luca is out, I think you know Wood is still playable at seven nine against a bigger front court in Minnesota. You know Spencer Dinwiddie would look really good. He would run the offense, and then the rest of the value kind of depends on what happens with these questionable players. So a little bit hard to break down at the moment for Dallas. Um, if Luca and Hardaway are both in, then Luca is definitely viable at the top. Wood feels a little pricey at 7.9, and the rest would probably be a bit overpriced. On the Minnesota side, so um, Gobert, questionable. He did not play uh, tonight, and then Nas Reed left the game and did not return. So we could get some value here. I also talked about this. I brought it up because someone asked about um, Damian Jones as a you know viable like dart throw in tournaments, and I said... All right, if you're going to go that route, if you're going to go like the dart throw in tournaments, go to Nathan Knight, where if something happens to Nas Reed, he could smash. And Nathan Knight got minutes, and he was really good in those minutes. Uh, 26 minutes, 23 fancy points. So um, if there is no Gobert and Nas Reed, I would assume you get Nathan Knight and Luca Garza as the two centers, uh, former Pistons. So um, both solid point per minute, would like both, would feel better about whoever starts, but... Um, those two would be really good values if Gobert and Nas Reed are both out. And then the other uh, Timberwolves, relatively easy to talk about. D'Lo and they both had good games tonight. Um, it's not as good of a spot here against Dallas. Um, you know, Ant went for 67. I got him at low ownership. D'Lo went for 44. So those two, I think, are still playable for sure. Slomo and McDaniels both feel priced about right. Noel's fine off the bench. Um, so... Yeah, I don't think I can stomach Austin Rivers. I know Austin Rivers, he may have like a big game. Yeah, over 35 uh, two games ago. I mean, he's been playing better, but uh, I'll let others play Austin Rivers on a nine-game slate. All right, San Antonio and Houston. So can't wait to get popped tomorrow as well. Uh, Kelvin Johnson's questionable. Josh Richardson is out. It's a great matchup here. I think, you know, Vassell and Trey Jones would probably be on two favorite plays if Kelvin Johnson's out. You know, those two would get a usage bump, probably get more shots up. Um, so those two look better. Pirtle is on a limit. I want to keep an eye on the news. If he's still on the limit, can't go there. Collins and Bassey, too priced up from when Pirtle was out. 
And then if Calvin Johnson's out, uh, I think you get more minutes for guys like Bates Diop, McDermott, Jeremy Sohan. Bates Diop been playing a lot recently, 31, 24, 32 minutes. So again, those wings would look better if Keldon Johnson is out. On the Houston side, KPJ, Jalen Green, I think are both solid plays in both formats. I mean, they're going to play a good amount. Um, so they're both playable. Sangoon, more of a tournament only play. Jabari Smith does feel a little bit cheap. In competitive games, he has been playing with mid-30s minutes. Eric Gordon's just always there for me. He's always a fine filler value. Most of the time he's going to play, you know, close to 30 minutes in a competitive game. And then Martin Eason are always viable off the bench in GBPs. Lakers and Suns. So this is relatively easy to talk about, assuming the Lakers don't rest anyone else. So no Anthony Davis. We'll see about the status of Patrick Beverly, but I think this team looks good. LeBron James, you know, going to run the show offensively here with no AD. I think he makes for a good spend up at the top. Westbrook should play, you know, 25 30, low 30s minutes off the bench. Um, he'll probably be the second highest usage player. So the top two guys look good. And then a lot to like for Valley. Thomas Bryant, way too cheap at 4-2. He should start. Um, you know, you'll get Damian Jones backing him up. He's definitely playable. But Thomas Bryant, the better point for a guy of the two. And then, like, this group of value, Reeves, Lonnie Walker, Schroeder, I think they all look pretty good. They all got a minutes bump. They, you know, all have to, you know, do a little bit more when they're on the court without Anthony Davis. So... In my opinion, right now, the Lakers look like one of my favorite teams to target on the slate, which is scary. That's scary to say. On the Sun side, a little bit hard to talk about. Booker and Aiton both questionable. Now, if they're both in, I'm mainly looking to the top-end guys, like Booker, like DeAndre Aiton. Um, value, I mean, Okoji has been playing relatively well off the bench. He would be probably playable. Um, now, if Booker and Aiton are both out, then there's a lot to like here for Phoenix. Then Chris Paul looks really, really good. Uh, but according to Twitter, according to Twitter, with Devin Booker off the court, Chris Paul is actually worse. You guys didn't know. That's what some people think on Twitter. Um, but yeah, if DeAndre Aiton is out, uh, we already know Lando's out. So Biombo would probably have to play a good amount in the center position. And I would guess the backup center would go to Dario Saric at the flat minute. He would definitely be in play. And then if there's no Devin Booker, I mean, you're going to get more run for guys like Shamit, Lee, and Okoji. So we'll definitely keep an eye on the Phoenix News. And finally, Charlotte and Sacramento. This game looks pretty appealing to the late night hammer. Two teams that play very little defense. Uh, Lamella Ball, 8-4. I like the price point on him. In competitive games, he should see 35 plus minutes. So I do like him. Rogier got injured. We'll keep an eye on his status. If he's out, going to make Lamella look a little bit better. And then just make these secondary guys look a bit better, too, with Ubre Hayward. They are a little bit pricey, um, but, yeah, it would make everyone a little bit be- look a little bit better if Rogier is out. Um, front court, not a ton that I love. I mean, maybe, maybe Maladon becomes, like, playable if Rogier doesn't play, but... Mainly Lamella Ball is the guy I'm looking to. And finally, Sacramento. So Sacramento, basically fully healthy team. Uh, my boy, Sabonis, is playing extremely well. Late. He's playing a lot of minutes, and bigs have destroyed Charlotte. So, um, yeah, I like Sabonis a good amount here. Also, did you see what Jokic did uh, to the Hornets? Go, go check, take a look at his stats. I'm looking at my phone. It's like early in the second quarter. It's like 16 rebounds. <laughs> like, what? That's me. I was like, no way. That's me. Mistake. Check another app. It was, it was real. So um, wild, wild uh, stat line there from uh, Jokic. But yeah, I think Sabonis looks pretty good there at the top. Darren Fox, 8-3. His minutes have ticked up of late. If he's going to play close to 40 minutes, he feels a bit too cheap. 
If you want to get to guys like Herder, Barnes, Monk, Murray in tournaments, that's fine. But other than Fox and Sabonis, there's really no priorities. So, yeah, guys, that's going to wrap it up the video. Again, all I ask is one slate. But if you do enjoy, make sure to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell. And I'll see you guys all in the next video.